Thanks, Ian. My honorable chairperson, I can see you. You are in a nice bathroom. <laughs> we are back. We are back to work. <laughs> I can see you. I can see you are back to work. <laughs> Hello, Chair. Yes, Chairperson. Okay. Yes, Chairperson. No, I can, I can, I can give it to you if you want. I can give it to you if you want. You want to do it? I can give it to you. Okay, honorable members. I think we can commence with our meeting. Okay, honorable members, it's now three minutes past twelve. Yes, Chairperson, we are waiting. I think we can now commence with our meeting. We meet today on the 26th of May 2020, a day after Africa Day. We all know that the OAU over time it was responsible for ensuring that democracy in the African continent. It has not been an easy path. It has been a long protracted struggle, which then resulted in the culmination of the formation of the AU, the African Union. You will also remember that South Africa was the chair of the AU until recently, and yesterday we were celebrating Africa Day, reminding ourselves of the unity we need to preserve as Africans and work for, to make sure that we hone the skills as Africans to develop our own continent, but also to make sure that the pessimism, Afro-pessimism, 
that has been there and Afrophobia, which has been there for many decades in the African continent, is gotten rid of. So this is a very important day on which we meet today, immediately after Africa Day. But also yesterday it was eat and we hope uh, all those uh, no, who celebrated just... it yesterday in the context of the coronavirus have been able to celebrate it in a manner in which there was an agreement between uh, the command uh, center and the leadership. Uh, of the those who, who, who in South Africa saying that we also meet after it. This is a joint meeting, honorable members, between the NA Committee of Tourism and the NCOP Committee on Trade, Industry, Small Business, Economic Development, Tourism, Employment and Labor. So this is a joint meeting. You will also remember that we agreed that we are going to be giving the department some time to go and work on reviewing in the context of the COVID-19, the APP and the start plan in the context of the budget to be presented. So today we are going to be having a presentation of the APP by the minister and the collective. I hope the deputy minister is also there to present and thereafter we'll have a discussion. I must also hasten, honorable members, once more as I did when we closed the last meeting, to apologize on behalf of the administration of parliament for honorable members who may have struggled to join the meeting last time. It was not by design on our part that other members could not join the meeting but it was purely because of technical glitches. Even myself, I struggled and joined the meeting 25 minutes later. I also wrote a formal apology, which I sent to the honorable members of this committee, including Honorable Frolic, who is the chairperson of chairpersons of parliament, and that apology was received. I want to bring to the attention of the members of the portfolio committee that going forward, we must understand we will always have some glitches for various reasons. One of the reasons is that the infrastructure network, in as far as uh, the rollout of uh, uh, optic fiber cables in South Africa, is not the same. Some of us are still working from rural areas in the villages where the networking is poor. Uh, some of us are in the informal settlement where the network is very poor. There's also fluctuations which from time to time it will affect the waves. But also we must understand now that South Africa 
the majority of people in the world are now beginning to use technology more. It means the volumes of traffic in as far as the use of technology are going to increase. And technology as a result will be impacted upon. And until we introduce 5G and 6G, transmission will be slower and slower because of the high volumes of traffic. So without wasting time, I'm now going to give Dr. Boltino to outline the apologies for us and also indicate who is in the meeting today. I move from the assumption, honorable members, that the agenda was sent to us as a reminder as members of this particular committee, and there's no objection to the agenda, unless there is a member who wants to add something to the agenda. So I assume that we all agree to the agenda as it was circulated to us. And that will too, take us through who is in the committee meeting today, how many apologies do we have, and whether we form a quorum in terms of the rules of parliament to proceed with this meeting. Over to you. Oh, okay. Th th thank you. Thank you, Chair. Um, can you hear me, Chair? Yes, you are. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you, Chair. <clears throat> um, in the meeting, Chair, we 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 have uh, 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 an honourable Lucy Zomakubele Mashele. We have honourable Kumbi. We have honourable Kego. Uh, we have uh, Honorable Mieni, we have Honorable Greg Krumbok, we have Honorable De Freitas, um, we have uh, Honorable uh, Sitole, we have... Uh... Yes, those are all members who are in the meeting chair, including yourself. Any apologies? Um, the member that I can't see on my list chair is Honorable Peter. I will just uh, just make a call just to check uh, what is 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 a challenge maybe on on his side. And an Honorable um, April Kalipa. Uh, yes, April. Yes. April Kalipa. Kumba. Yes, April and Kalipa. And Kumba. Yes. Otherwise, those are those are the members on, of the portfolio committee who are in the meeting as we speak, Chair. Okay. Honorable members, we've got... Uh, it means <coughs> we are correct now to proceed with the meeting. We have an apology from the NCOP, Chair. He is not well. He phoned me before the meeting. He went to the doctor today. And we agreed that he will not participate in the meeting today. We also have an indication that uh, our fellow honorable members from the side of the NCOP select committee, some of them will join the meeting in the course of it proceeding going forward because they are held up with other responsibilities in the NCOP. We welcome Honorable Mamolo Kukubai, our minister, 
We also welcome uh, Deputy Minister Kishima the collective that is accompanying the minister, and the rest of the collective from the administration. We are also welcome to this portfolio for this meeting. I will now going to be handing over to the minister to do a presentation after which members of the committee will interact with the presentation. Remember, honorable members, the presentation is going to be done in terms of the dictates of uh, Section 27 of the Public Finance Management Act. So we'll be complying with that. And the requirement of Parliament is that by the 1st of June, we should have submitted the report arising from our interaction. Over to you, Honorable Minister. Thank you very much, Chair. I hope I'm audible. Yes, you are. Okay. Um, first, to appreciate and acknowledge your support as both the committees under your leadership and Chai for allowing us to be able to um, postpone our presentation and retake our APP. Um, as I start, Chair, let me also upfront inform the committee that as the point again, the DG of the department, um, Mr. Tarahe, for another five years, his contract was coming to an end end of August, um, so with 1st of September, his new contract will start. Chairperson, acknowledging that we are doing this work um, under the war that we are fighting against COVID-19, and indeed the environment that we find ourselves is something that we never thought we'll find ourselves at. So I must indicate up front, Chair, that uh, with the regulation or the announcement by the President on Sunday, that also would lead to the release of new regulations for Level 3, we do see quite a number of activities from tourism side coming to life. We'll do a formally a briefing on Thursday where we outline the guidelines to the sector on how must be able to follow the regulation and what do those regulations mean. Just to indicate to honorable members, under accommodation, um, many activities continue as per level five and level four. Additional will be business accommodation, which will be allowed. Under restaurants, we continue under that level four indication. Addition in level three will be collection and drive-throughs. And also those who have permits to sell alcohol will be allowed to sell alcohol for takeaways. Car rentals, which is under transport but tourism related, will be fully operational. And Minister Marula will outline the guidelines there. Private and public game, game farms will be opened under level three. And this chairperson and honorable members will be for self-drive in these parks. Hunting will be allowed. Inter-provincial tra travel will be allowed, which this means in terms of tourism, domestic flights will start being able to move in between provinces, though this will be announced by Minister of Transport. 
professional and business under tourism is things like we will do those details as well as we announced on Thursday. Um, it includes things like travel agents will be able to start operating. So I'm just giving the indications here. And also members just to know that um, still not allowed under level three will be meetings and conferences, meaning under gatherings. Casinos will not be allowed. Sit down of restaurants still not allowed, restricted. Travel for leisure is still not allowed. And group tours are not allowed. I'm just highlighting, Chair, so that members can be taken on breast and we would have seen the president's speech. Um, coming to the our annual performance plan and strategic plan, I think the DG will take us through together with the DDGs. Just to indicate, Chair, mainly in terms of our program, I'm just going to highlight things that I think are important that members would note that we have taken them out of our EPP for them to know while the DG will not go into those details but highlight. Program one is largely going to remain the same, no changes with, with the, um, re, the withdrawal of the APP. And program two, we are going to see a change in terms of our focus for research. So you'd see more bringing COVID-19 activities so that we can track the impact and all those things that will affect our work. Then the other issue that will come in that we would have removed from the program, which we had planned for this year, for this financial year, is the innovation conference that we anticipated to host, but with COVID-19 would not be able to host this year. Under program three, Chair, you are going to note that major construction activities will be pulled out, especially those that needs, for example, stakeholder management or physical presence in areas where we feel that we will not be able to, to make those um, activities happen, but others will be moved to quarter three and quarter four instead of quarter one, quarter two, because we understood that we'll have difficulties to have access to sites. So that is quite important. I'm, I'm flagging this so that when honorable members would have looked at the annual performance plan, things such as Shangoni Gate, you'll see that is off. Not that we have cancelled it completely, but because, for example, currently with Tangoni Gate, what we need is that we need a stakeholder engagement because there are issues and there are disagreements there. So you need to go physically on site, meet with the stakeholders, meet with the communities, and we realize that in the current environment of uh, COVID-19, it will be difficult. So I'm making Tangoni Gate as an example so that when members see certain activities are off, you'd be able to note that would not be able to do them. And then some of the activities which are physical, um, initial plannings will do them all through virtual and will be able to do a lot of work, current work, to put together what we need to do in those programs in terms of a destination development program. The fourth program, uh, Chair and Honourable Members, I need to indicate this is largely our training activities, which also will be highly impacted. Some of the activities that we are able to carry over um, and conclude will be reflected in the APP, but mainly the numbers in terms of our target chair will reduce because we've lost at least two quarters. So you would not see the original number of training that we had anticipated. It will change, but also in terms of movement of activities as well, we're trying to make sure that some of the issues don't get lost. For example, your incubation will move to virtual, and that will be explained 
detail. I need to upfront again indicate under tourism incentive program, you'll see that we've pulled those off because we see that it's not really practical. President announced the tourism equity fund that we were intending to launch this year. With the current environment chair, this is one of the programs that on hold that will not be able to do, including market access. Market access means that we must take people out of the country to go and start marketing. We do believe that that is not possible, so we've been able to pull back. And Chair, with that saying, you need to note that as well. In terms of budget, our budget will remain the same though we've pulled those programs. Until Minister Mboweni tables the adjusted budget, we have no way of saying this is how much we are uh, remaining with. So the budget will remain as it is. While we are being practical about the programs, about the activities that we commit to Parliament and to the nation that will be able to do so. That's my opening remark, Chair, um, just to indicate so that it makes it easier for members to be able to follow as we do the presentation on the areas of change. And then I'm asking Paul to upload the presentation so that DG can take us through the presentation um, and, and, and we can have questions and comments. Chair, you didn't give us time how long we had to present so that we have a guidance um, on how much time we have in, in order to present. You do know that we do have a lengthy uh, presentation. Um, if I check, almost like um, seven, seven slides, or no, what we talk to would be almost like um, seven, four. Though I've covered other things uh, in terms of context of COVID, um, so we'll move into that space. So you can guide us how long we have so that DG and the DDGs know how much time they have so that we can be able to have enough time to engage with them. Thank you, Honorable Minister. If you can do it in 50 minutes, it will be useful. Thank you, Chair. We will do that. that. Yes. Yes. Remember that uh, this is not completely new. So the most important areas to draw our attention to will be the areas that are new, which are a consequence of the coronavirus inevitabilities. That's why I think more emphasis should be uh, by the way, honorable members, I think uh, we must also take this opportunity to welcome the public, members of the public of the Republic of South Africa who are watching this interaction between the department and the portfolio committee on different platforms, whether Channel 408, Twitter, Facebook, all those particular channels there. That the Taraka, over to you, you can proceed. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Um, we, we will go straight to, I, I think, the context of, of COVID. Um, in the main, uh, it has been covered uh, by the minister, uh, particularly also as it relates to how we are now getting this opportunity to start facing in some of the activities. Uh, broadly speaking, uh, our, our energy efforts uh, from the department side, from SAT side, will be on, on the recovery, and that recovery will be in three phases. Uh, the immediate things that are opening now, uh, 
getting to full-scale operation of domestic uh, tourism uh, moving from there and then to uh, starting to get to regional operations and then ultimately get into international operations. And all of these things will certainly have uh, some time to welcome the opportunity to, to commence. So with that, I'm going to then pass the, 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 the COVID-19 context uh, and go straight to slide eight, Paul, which is the beginning of uh, the part of this uh, presentation that speaks to the strategic plan. Uh, slide eight. Slide eight, Paul. Similar slide eight. Is it computer or computer? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. We we are still restating our broader objectives as it relates to the strategy. Yes, we are in a COVID moment, but our strategy ultimately of the years, much as it is impacted today, what we intend to reach still is our aspirations. So we are saying that the, the 21 million by 2030, we did not change that. It still remains our, 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 our main, main goal from a strategy point of view uh, at, at, at the ultimate end in 2013. The renewal of the country's brand, this has even become a lot more relevant now in the environment we're in because of the nature of competition that is going to ensue post-COVID. So that is something that will be pursued. And the issues pertaining to uh, whether it is visas, whether it is two operators licensing and so on, all the issues that we've got to deal with, which are uh, back office type that will get us to be more ready, those will still be focusing on. Issues of tourist safety, that would still remain a big part of our agenda, but safety will also, as we go into the future, be redefined, not only to mean physical safety, but also the current environment that we're in compels all of us to operate in a changed manner. So the new normal would include safety from a point of view of uh, medical and so on. So all those aspects would also, as we go into the future, be part of that. And of course, there are other aspects such as the diversification of the product, uh, which we need to continue with um, and, and ensuring that uh, there, is, there is accessibility to the product uh, by, 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 by all sorts of things. Um, we... We've got to ensure that the facilities, the products, the assets, uh, all of these things must be world class. 
But also, at the moment, what we've got to focus on a lot more, uh, you would see when we get to programs, is ensuring that issues pertaining to maintenance and so on. In the most immediate period when we are able to go back there, we will have to focus on that right way. Um, the other things that I didn't speak to in the previous slide uh, would relate to the transformation of the sector. And this would actually occupy most of our time as we make sure it deals with issues around ownership, but also other elements in terms of as we operate as a sector that is in a totally changed environment, what does that actually mean and, 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 and what, what sort of activities changes need to, to come in. Uh, let's move on. The, in term, we, this, this would talk mainly to the, the internal environment uh, with regards to our operational environment, uh, but we are making emphasis on our chairperson with regards to the kind of strategic leadership that is required. Uh, this would also relate to the reorientation of the kind of uh, administrative leadership that we've got in the organization. As we are now more compelled, let me put it that way, we are now more compelled to be a lot more closer to the sector, to be a lot more uh, orientated in a manner that we understand the needs of the sector as we go into the future. So it, it relates to things like our works, work, workplace skills, plans, and so on. Those have to change completely and focus on a, a nature of an organization that is supporting an industry that is operating in a reoriented environment. Issues around technology, uh, there is a big emphasis, particularly digital, Right now, we are having this uh, particular meeting in the manner that we are having it. Uh, but essentially, going into the future, that is going to be a lot more uh, normal. That's going to be the way that we will be operating. So we need to get our own capacity internally to understand the digital environment, but also to be able to operate in that environment with the sector to the extent that we would also still be able to realize the growth objective that we Let's move on. Next slide. Next slide. The, the, the two things I want, the three things that, that I want to pick on here, we, 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 we are realizing in this environment currently that M&E is everything. We need to understand what is going on in the sector. We need to be up to date with everything that is going on in the sector. And that information should be readily available, but it should also be very timeless. The issue of communications a lot of innovation is going into this particular environment as we speak, uh, largely because Honorable Chairperson, uh, South Africans want to know what is going on with tourism. South Africans want to know whether the opportunities that arise from this sector would still be there and still be able to participate. Oh, um, frustrating. Is that okay, thank you.
DDG Duma, please. Thank you. Those who are joining us in the course of the meeting, can you just be quiet? Proceed, Dr. Tara. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. So, in terms of communication, South Africans want to know. I think we, we are losing, or is it myself that is losing uh, the... No, you are right, Lucy. Uh, Minister, Minister Mamluk, we have lost audio from the side of Ndate Tarafe. I wonder how... At a point where he was going to unpack how tourism was going to impact on GDP job creation and inclusive economic growth. So if we are able to reconnect... Yeah, we are, we are in the same boat and hear us. Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Okay, Honorable Chairperson. Um, we... Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. So, so those those three categories relating to M&E, to um, to the to the uh, aspects of um, or just go back to the previous slide before that. Yes. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm emphasizing this point about communication, Honorable Chairperson, in the sense that in an environment like this, it is very possible uh, that communities could actually be left to their own devices and not actually be able to access information and, and be able to also plan ahead as uh, government is planning in the same process. That is an area that we have actually flagged, and we are actually putting systems in place to ensure that we're able to reach with those to reach those communities. Uh, this would include uh, whether we work through community radio stations, uh, whether we, we work through the the, the, the specific streams of uh, the, the the national broadcasters uh, into the, the different communities and so on, uh, whether we work through the digital platforms that we are using, like what we're doing now. But the essence of it is that we will keep communities highly informed and we will find different platforms to do that. Uh, and of course, um, there's quite a lot of emphasis, uh, particularly from the minister's side, on uh, making sure that we build an ethical culture within the organization, uh, matters of the organizational integrity, the transparency issues and accountability and, and, and accessibility of the organization. In essence, the overall Matupili principles would, would, would not necessarily be uh, left uh, to, 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 to chance because of the impact of COVID. Let's move on, Paul, to the next. What, what we, we are emphasizing on Honorable Chairman is that uh, tourism must create jobs. Tourism 
must contribute to the GDP and it must also contribute to revenue generation. It further must contribute to inclusivity uh, in terms of the transformation of the sector. But we must ensure that we offer quality services, memorable experiences, uh, so that our visitors are able to uh, come back and our brand is not necessarily affected. Uh, safety and security, I've spoken to that. Uh, and, of course, uh, in terms of the participation, we need to make sure that that is fully, fully broadened uh, and the participation is not only in some areas or it's not only for some people, it's for everyone, but also every part of the country should be able to access this. Let's move on. Move on to the move on to the next. So here, what we are trying to demonstrate, Honourable Chairperson, is uh, what what is the outcome that that uh, broadly uh, want to actually achieve. Uh, in this particular case, we are talking about an increase in the tourism sector's contribution to inclusive economic growth. Um, and there are specific priorities in as far as MTSF is concerned. And those priorities, one of them that we actually contribute to uh, is a better Africa and a better world. And the second one is economic transformation and job creation. Both of them are linked to that outcome of increasing uh, tourism sector's contribution to inclusive economic growth. And we have got uh, the, the various, um, the various uh, indicators that we are, we are showing. We, we are still pursuing, on average, the 6% annual growth. We know that this year is definitely going to be affected. When you get, when you receive the presentation from SAT, that would be a lot more clearer. That means we will have to do a lot more work to really accommodate the losses that we have made now back into the future years. Uh, so 2022, 2023, 2024, we would have to actually do a whole lot more. But that would be a lot more clearer as you have discussions with, uh, uh, with SAT. Let's go to the next one. Next slide, Paul. Right. In the same outcome, second priority that we are also focusing on here is economic transformation and job creation. And um, we are talking about improvement of the transformation levels uh, with regards to the, 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 the tracking of the transformation of the sector which we do through the broad-based Black Economic Empowerment Charter Council. Um, and what would need to be done here is we will have to link our initiatives with the objective itself. So an example would be what Minister spoke to with regards to the Tourism Equity Fund. That is what government can do. But a bulk of this work in terms of the actual transformation it rests with the sector itself because the sector is, is, is the one that owns the actual value chain. And in that process, if the transformation of the value chain is to a, okay, most of that work 
rests with the sector itself. But the, 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 the details in terms of uh, where we are currently uh, and, and, and what are some of the initiatives and so on, I think that is a topic that could actually then be scheduled for us to be able to provide that level of detail through the, the, the council. Move on, Paul. Next slide. Chairperson, I think we have lost the we have lost the video uh, audio again, Chairperson. Chair, am I the only one who's lost? I see Are you still there? No, I'm also here. Okay. Yeah, no. it's just we've lost all audio. Namdi <laughs> Kona. Also yeah, me and here. <laughs> of chairs. Yes, uh, Bishop. Mm -hmm. Can you hear us? Jefferson? Yes, I do. From my side. I'm well, I'm fine. Yes, we can. Jefferson is on mute. We can hear you. We can hear you, we can hear you Minister and teacher. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's fine. Can we proceed? Jefferson is on mute. Uh, we just send him an SMS, an, a, a, a SMS to remind to just tell him to unmute. Minister. Yes, we can hear you now, Chair. Yeah, if the DG can move faster. Because we keep on losing you. No, it was a call from the host was receiving a call. The host of the meeting was receiving a call, so it cut the presentation. Okay, okay. If the host can please switch off the phone. <laughs> Proceed. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, the, 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 the other outcome that to achieve a good corporate and cooperative governance and um, we'll outline what that entails as we get to 
what will be done within Program 1. Uh, but in the main, we, we, we are looking for a good audit outcomes, um, favorable audit outcomes uh, over the, 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 the period of the strategic plan. Moving on to the vision, mission of the organization, um, the vision, uh, leading sustainable tourism development for inclusive um, economic growth in South Africa. Um, so, so, so our contribution as tourism to that inclusivity of the, the economic growth in the country, and and uh, our mission um, is to grow an inclusive and sustainable tourism economy through um, good governance, um, strategic partnerships and collaborations, uh, innovation, and knowledge management, and effective stakeholder communication. Our values, Honorable Chairperson, um, we are innovative um, organization, ethical organization, and also a customer-focused organization. Uh, and, and of course, uh, this is uh, with as it relates to the performance of the organization itself. As it relates to the organization internally, uh, we we want to ensure that this empowerment of uh, the, the the people working for the organisation uh, that they do so with integrity and uh, that uh, uh, we recognise those that are doing uh, uh, the, the, the 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 work uh, effectively, efficiently, uh, economically. Um, and then we have uh, we have identified a number of risks. But I, I really simply want to highlight here that uh, one of the biggest risks, uh, obviously, is COVID-19 and the extent to which we will be equally responsive to what it has actually done to the sector. And that is, that is really the most, most, most critical one in the, in the short to medium term. Um, the other, obviously, are risks that are... Uh, over, the, the, over the period of the strategic plan. Um, and in terms of going into in terms of going into uh, the details of those, they relate uh, broadly to how the brand of tourism uh, South Africa would remain intact in a highly competitive environment as we go into the future. I could actually put them in that in that environment. Of course, internally we'll have some that are much, much more. Uh, Sorry, Chairperson, can we request that colleagues, honorable members mute, because there's a feedback and it does affect us as we present. If honorable Mudeka can mute. Yes, honorable members, let's all be on mute and only allow and only allow the speaker to be on unmute. All of us must be on mute. Uh, move faster, Gigi. Thank you, Honorable uh, I'm going now straight to the APP into the actual programs. That will be slide 26. Um, program one. Um, I've spoken about uh, 
with the kind of audits we would like to see, unqualified audits, uh, the vacancy rate, uh, we would want it not to exceed 10%. Um, we would want to have 50% uh, women at senior management level um, throughout. I need to indicate here, Honorable Chairperson, that women make up the majority of the organization as we speak overall. But at management, senior management level, we want to make sure that uh, that 50-50 is, is maintained. Uh, persons with a disability, um, not less than 3% of uh, the establishment of the organization. And uh, black representation, 91.5%. Um, then we go to... Um, I've spoken about the the world the the workspace uh, skills plan, which we are going to have to adapt fully to uh, the demands that are brought by the environment that arose from the the COVID situation, um, and also uh, the move on to slide thirty. I've spoken about the the communications plan, and I think I've I've, I've gone length in terms of uh, what we will be doing with regards to that. Uh, slide 32. Um, in terms of our own, slide 32, in terms of our own procurement, uh, the broad-based Black Economic Empowerment uh, Act and, 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 and the codes would be applied. Uh, so we, we, as we buy from uh, the services that are required by the department, that that applies across the board, and also uh, in terms of payment of services, uh, all services uh, will be paid uh, within 30 days, whether they are for private sector or whether they are for the public sector, particularly also the municipalities that sometimes uh, may 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 not necessarily be in that uh, level of prioritization. 30% of our procurement will actually go to SMMEs. I can indicate that most of our procurement at the moment does actually go to SMMEs, but it will never go lower than this. And this is a broader target that all of government uh, actually uh, uh, subscribes to. The issues pertaining to um, how we take care of persons with disability in our work environment there's a number of initiatives that we have outlined here, um, which 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 uh, ensure that they they have got proper reasonable accommodation, but also the prospects for their own uh, career growth and so on are not hindered uh, on the basis of them being persons with a disability. Um, focus will also be on on gender um, equity uh, matters, uh, and in particular, making sure that we empower. Uh, all colleagues with regards to matters pertaining to handling uh, issues pertaining to sexual harassment. Um, I will move to uh, problem two. Uh, this program focuses a lot more, Honorable Chairperson, on, on policy development, on uh, monitoring and evaluation, on research, uh, statistical issues, uh, assisting us also with coordination of uh, stakeholder relationships and so on. Um, our focus um, will be, Minister has already alluded to this, will be on making sure that 
we are tracking what is going on with regards to COVID and its impact on the tourism economy. Uh, and that will be uh, serious, continuous work that uh, we will be doing throughout uh, the, the entire year, releasing uh, reports at uh, different intervals with regards to that. Uh, of course, we would also be looking at what has uh, the, 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 the uh, what sort of impact COVID has had on the national tourism sector strategy uh, and, 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 and some of the, the objectives that we are pursuing in that regard. Um, we will also monitor the tourism relief fund. What we want to see out of this is to have a better appreciation and understanding of the kind of interventions that we have made and the outcome of those interventions. Obviously, that would assist us with lessons for future. Uh, it, it is not inconceivable that there may be other outbreaks in the future. So that futurist thinking must also take uh, some lessons from what we have seen in the implementation of the current uh, approaches. Um, and of course, the state of tourism uh, report would still be done. Now, the question may be that, but why do you have to bother about the state of tourism report for 2019, 2020? The reality is that we need to have a very comprehensive view of what was for us to be able to see what the future is likely to look like. If we, we have information gap at some point, we are unlikely going to be able to make a informed plans going forward. Um, we want to also develop a national tourism analytics system. Uh, now, what this would do is that it would assist us with ensuring that we have close to up date information as possible, as close to current data as we possibly can. And it will be on the basis of various partnerships with different touch points for data that we would want to use to make a future predictive analytics. Um, and, and this project, I will also talk to another project uh, after, after um, the, 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 the policy aspects, which would also link to this. So it also talks to the issue of having uh, the credible databases, but it also acknowledges that we don't have all the information. There are others that have got information and we must work with them. We also don't have the means to source every information. There are surveys that are credible that are done. We should be able to work with those as well. But also introducing our own surveys where we realize that the gap may not be filled by what is currently available out there. In terms of policy work, we are going to be reviewing the quality assurance framework, uh, commonly currently well known as the, the grading system. So we are going to be reviewing the policy framework around that. Uh, we will then be guided by the outcomes of that review in terms of the form and shape of the future uh, uh, of the future uh, quality assurance work that we should we should we should pursue. We also will be closely looking at this national tourism information and monitoring system. Um, honorable chairperson and honorable members would recall that we had youth that were collecting data in different establishments across the country. This data is going to go into that particular database. But there will be some gaps, and how then do we close these gaps and make sure that 
we have got complete data sets, but also how do we ensure that going forward we are in a position to regularly update that data uh, so that we, we, we know the actual state of, 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 of the, 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 the sector at, at any given point in time. With regards to uh, <clears throat> the next the next slide, um, still on policy, we we've got a white paper uh, on uh, tourism and development and promotion. Um, it's 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 way over twenty years. Uh, the time it was done, it was a time when we did not have um, quite a number of things. Uh, the, the level of disruption that is in the sector wasn't there. Uh, the extent of digitization that is there wasn't there. Um, the nature of, uh, for instance, these outbreaks that we're experiencing and so on, uh, changes in the natural environment and so on, uh, leading to all sorts of disasters. All those things were not necessarily at the current scale that we are faced with. We need to then look at this thing and be able to say the current environment, what kind of policy response does it require? So that is work that we will be doing with regards to the review of that particular white paper. Um, globally, we will continue on Robert with the work that we've been doing with regards to bilateral uh, engagements. These bilateral engagements, by and large, are going to be dealt with through uh, digital platforms. Um, similarly... Sorry, Gigi, can you bring back the slides on the screen? We just see you. The slides. Yes, we, we we are we are doing that now. We're doing that now. Okay, so, so. but proceed. Uh, you've got now fifteen minutes left. Okay, so so we will we will continue doing our international work on the platforms, but we are not on the digital platforms. Uh, obviously, there is no travel that is involved, uh, but where we have got commitments with bilateral nations, we will actually still be pursuing those albeit that they should be in a manner that can be pursued without having to visit each other. Um, and the same would happen with uh, work around SADC, work around uh, AU, work around uh, G20, uh, and there's quite some extensive work with SADC, this work that is taking place with regards to a SADC tourism strategy, and that we would still pursue working with the colleagues in the region. AU this work around creating institutional mechanisms to deal with tourism, and that would still pursue using the, the same uh, processes that I have alluded to. Um, we, I will, I will then move to uh, the the last thing I would like to say on that previous program is the fact that we will have a very sharp focus on the oversight of uh, our single entity, which is South African tourism. Um, it, it is the vehicle through which we are able to achieve the things we are supposed to achieve with regards to 
uh, tourist arrivals and so on. So that, that focus in terms of whether are we geared for the achievement that we are actually saying this is what we would like to do. So that is that will be a big, big focus. Um, on, on program three, I will try and run through this as fast as possible. Um, we will focus on the finalization of the work uh, around the budget resort uh, brand. And we will also uh, commence with uh, the piloting of the, the actual brand itself uh, in terms of its, its, its workings and so on. Um, in the next slide, we are going to be pursuing uh, a viability study for, for rail tourism. We are mindful, Honorable Chairperson, that in the current environment, mass tourism may not necessarily be viable. But we are also mindful that there will be a time that this investment we are making now will come in handy uh, in terms of uh, yielding the, the results. Um, in terms of the uh, destination planning, we will be uh, focusing on the development of uh, tourism implementation plans for the district development model. Our focus would be on those districts that government overall has identified already as the priority uh, districts uh, that, 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 that would then be uh, used for pilot purposes. So we'll be there as well. Uh, in the next slide, Honorable Chairperson, we have a project in the Free State. Um, and this project is, is um, a center that houses um, the, 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 the remains of uh, dinosaurs that were found in the Golden Gate. Uh, work is quite advanced in this regard, uh, but we would want to finalize this. But we, we, we talk about that, that uh, finalization and implementation towards the end of the year so that we, we do not have problems uh, with regards to what are the things that may or not may not be done within this particular period. Um, the second one uh, is uh, the maintenance of infrastructure in the parks. Uh, and the ones that have been identified, we've got Marakele, it's in Limpopo, Ado, which is in the Eastern Cape, uh, Karoo National Park, which is uh, in, the, in the Northern Cape. And then we've got uh, the next category, which is uh, uh, community-based projects. Um, so you've got Numbi Gate, which is uh, in Mpumalanga. And all this work is going to be about planning more than more than bricks and mortar. So we'll be doing a lot of planning related work around this. A um, couple of projects uh, in Limpopo. Uh, and uh, they, I want to, 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 to highlight this uh, the, the game farm project. Essentially, this is a community that is adjacent to Kruger. And this is where your, your Shangoni Gate area is. Um, which 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 would then be 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 be, be a part of that planning project. Um, then we have got uh, others. Uh, we we've been talking on about Chairperson about cultural heritage tourism. If you look at the previous uh, lot, is largely about nature based, 
and then cultural-based, uh, inclusive of liberation heritage type. Uh, the next set of projects, uh, Anton Libede uh, Museum in Etequini, McGregor Museum in the Northland Cape in Kimberley, uh, Amashubi uh, Museum uh, in, in KZN is around the, the Drakensberg area, uh, Sol Plaki uh, is in um, Salt Plaque Museum is in the in the in the in the northwest, uh, and the Horotsi Liberation Heritage uh, Museum, which is also in the northwest. Um, in terms of uh, job creation, uh, particularly as it relates to EPWP, uh, we we have had to be conservative. We are facing out some projects, uh, and the starting of the projects, new projects, as Minister has alluded to that, uh, it's not going to be an easy task in some of these. So we will be able to do uh, 2,500 uh, based on, the, on, on our calculations. Uh, the last program, um, we, we will be pursuing, um, we'll still be implementing our, I see the slides are gone again. Um, we will still be proceeding, Honorable Chairperson, with uh, the implementation of um, the incubators. Um, and uh, albeit that most of the work is going to be done digitally, um, there is work already being done where uh, assistance is being provided to some of the entrepreneurs to access one or other type of uh, uh, COVID type support and those kinds of things. Um, we, I want to flag two operators here. Others, the honorable members, they know about them. One is the technology innovation incubator. And the, the significance of this is that we now need to get to a point where uh, there's a lot more innovation that takes place that is going to support the new form of tourism. Um, second, one that I wanted to, to, to highlight is the tour operators incubator. And, and this one, we are looking at uh, people that, uh, if I'm to give an example, Honorable Chairperson, there are people who are tour operators who do not know that they are actually tour operators. And how do we get them to become the tour operators that would actually work through the normal systems and processes of doing that kind of work. So these are uncles that are in a township somewhere. They do take uh, uh, kids, youth, and so on to a park somewhere and so on. And and at the end of the day, they, they don't know that this is exactly what they are doing and that this can actually be done at a very different scale altogether. So that will be a, a focus that would actually uh, sharpen. Um, we want to take youth that are coming out of our chefs program and so on uh, to be able to access virtual platforms for trading uh, and making sure that that trade that they came out with of being a chef is actually being put into use. We see this as an opportunity that will be able to unlock a few things. It will be able to unlock on a chairperson their own ability to go and be, become uh, active in, in terms of making use of their skill. But it would also be able to unlock an opportunity for those that would be delivering the food. And this 
allows an opportunity that such deliveries then also take place in areas where ordinarily it would not necessarily have been taking place. Uh, women in tourism, uh, we will have an enterprise development program. We will take uh, 25 women into this particular program. Uh, and uh, most of the work, though, for now, is going to have to be done online, but it, 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 it is going to be uh, started uh, within this financial year. And then we've got a, a program with UNWTO. Uh, it's part of the Women in Tourism program. It takes rural women, and they are actually taken through a development process, um, uh, which, which, which is linked to attraction sites, but also linked to uh, some of the work they do, the crafts they do, uh, and so on. So there will also be a, a bit of training, a bit of packaging of the product that they have, a bit of creation of linkages with uh, trade and so on. So that will also be done within this uh, current financial year. We, we have this area of tourist complaints. Um, so we process them, we get them, we look at what is uh, the nature and we make sure that then there's facilitation between uh, those that are responsible for that category or that area of work and the complainant as well as uh, the person whom they are complaining about so that those things could be resolved. So we, we will continue to resolve this. Obviously, as we review the policy work and so on, there may be new areas of opportunity here that, that we may have to look into. Um, we will continue to implement the Service Excellence Program. Um, I will not go into too much detail. All of this will be done digitally uh, for now. Um, local government, um, we are going to uh, strengthen the, the peer learning network. Uh, and part of the focus really is that the, those LED officials uh, are really fully on board and they are also capacitated in terms of dealing with these issues. We're going to profile the districts across the country. Capacity we have will allow us to do that for 26 districts. Uh, but these 26 districts that we are going to do, they straddle across all the provinces. Uh, and that is in addition to, 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 to the pilot ones, which were the three that I, I highlighted where we are now going to be doing implementation plans. Uh, we, we the, the tourist guides training will still continue. Uh, um, and then we have got a phasing out of some of the, 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 the current training programs, uh, which are being phased out digitally and so on. Um, obviously, that that the, one of the big questions that we have been having is when it comes to uh, practical work, how will that actually actually work? So we're saying, well, you can deal with the theory, and then at the right moment, then there will be uh, an opportunity to do the, the actual practicals. Um, I, I, I will then stop at that honorable chairperson, and uh, I think uh, the finances uh, is, is what it is as per what was tabled uh, by the Minister of Finance and uh, Minister has already spoken to this issue. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Chairperson. We hand over to you.
um, from our side. I'll ask Paul to remove the, the slides. Thank you very much, and the DG for the presentation that is very much comprehensive. You had until quarter past, it's now 14 minutes past, past one, so you're on time. It looks like some of the honorable members are experiencing some connectivity problems. Once more, honorable members, we have asked the administration of parliament to attend to these technical problems so that all members can be able to participate without problems uh, in the portfolio committee. So please bear with us, uh, those who continue to be, to be cut off. What we will now do, honorable members, I'll call you by names, you don't have to raise your hands, so that you can input on the presentation. That was done by Minister uh, Kubai. We will start with uh, Honorable Kepo. Honorable Kepo, are you there? Yes. Okay, Honorable Kepo is not there. Are you there, Honorable Mieni? Honorable Mieni. Chairperson. Yes, Chairperson. Yes, Chairperson. if you've got questions, yes, if there's a question on your side or comments you want to make, now it's your opportunity to do so. Okay, thank you, Chairperson. Thanks for the presentation. My contribution, Chairperson, am I on the Yes, you are audible. Proceed. The rest of us, honorable members, please let's mute our tablets. Are you there, honorable Mieni? Let's go to honorable Bumbi. Honorable Gumbi, the opportunity is now for you to speak. Honorable Sanganani Gumbi. Okay, it looks like we can't get Honorable Gumbi. Can we take Honorable April? Thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, let yes, me welcome Thank you, Chair. Let me welcome the presentation that was made by both the Minister and the Department. I think the, the presentation is absolutely comprehensive. Uh, I don't have any clarity-seeking questions on the presentation as it is uncovered. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable April. Honorable Sitole. Honorable How are you, Honorable Chairperson? I'm fine. Proceed, Honorable Sitole. No. My, 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 first of all, we must uh, thank the department and the minister for 
for the present for the presentation. Although it is very difficult because the I of the ITC challenges. But my first question is that I'm trying to check the if the department has any programs that that talk to to transformation because the sectors doesn't actually uh, there is no transformation in the sectors. If they can actually expand on 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 on, on, uh, on transformation and the program that. They, because they, they say they want to to improve the ownership of, of, of those sectors. So now if they can actually unpack that one. And the other interpretation that I want to find out is about the budget allocation to the entities because it it decreased by 71.9%. So I, what I want to find out, how how are, are they going to to align with the, the, with the revised strategy and focus on the entities if they can actually help us on this one. And the other other interpretation is can the department have program to specifically addressing the issues of 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 the ownership and the participation of the ownership of 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 uh, and the other one is that one of the sexual harassment. Because I don't understand if they, they are talking about that they are still drafting the the, the 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 policy for sexual harassment. If they can tell us when are they going to finalize it, because it is very critical when you are talking about the, uh, sexual harassment. Thank you very much, Chair President. Okay, thank you very much, Honorable Sitole. Honorable Gumbi, are you back? Uh, can you hear me, our chairperson? Yes, Honorable Gumbi, proceed. You can hear you. Okay, thanks. I don't know what happened there. Um, chairperson, just uh, just uh, uh, three three or four questions from me. Um, the first one is that there is reference in the presentation to air travel and making sure that there is a world-class visa, visa regime. Um, if, if, if possible, could we please expand what would be a world-class visa regime? I mean, there has been obviously some issues in the past with visas. And so we would like to understand from the departments, what exactly does that mean? Like, um, what are the kind of regulations and where, what would change? The second question um, um, goes to the issue of grading. Um, now I don't know I don't know if it was expanded on in the presentation. I, I, I went through the entire presentation before, and there have been a bit of disruptions, but I didn't hear anything on grading. And I want to know um, is the, what is the department doing with regards to grading? Are we going to move towards? It? We all know there is general um, uh, um, acceptance across the board from all the different parties, which I think is a good thing and is a positive step. Um, and uh, yeah, so will we be moving forward on that? Um, then the then the then and another question is on anchor tourism tenants. Uh, I made this point that there are a number of tenants in tourism who create really great value for the. De- for, for, for South Africans in the sense that they create jobs, they, they bring in other tourism players all around them. And I made the example of Sun City. Do we have, for instance, and I'm sure the department has, that kind of real list of anchor tenants? And 
degree, to what degree are we communicating with them to making sure that they aren't the ones who end up collapsing? Because that can have devastating effects um, for all the small players who we want to protect naturally. Um, and the, yeah, I think I will leave with those three questions, Chief. Thank you very much. Honorable Gumbi. Honorable Miyeni, I'm sure you are reconnected now. If Honorable Miyeni is not reconnected, Honorable Miyeni, I can see you. Captain. Yes, proceed. Okay. Uh, I got only two questions, uh, Chairperson, which I wanted to know. The tourism in the local municipalities are, are, are not visible, but I heard that the, they are going to, to interact with the, the, the LED officials. How soon are they going to do that? Because tourism in the locals are not there to be found. Lastly, is that of the district model which has been started now? How are they going to interact with, with them again, like the one which is in the local municipalities? That is the question I, want, uh, I wanted to know. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Miyeni. Let's now take Honorable Defreitas. Honorable Defreitas, are you there? Okay, let's take... Let's go to another member who might be available. Honorable Kaiko. Honorable TS. Okay, let's proceed to another member. Honorable Crumbo. Thanks, Chair. Can you hear me? Yes, Honorable Krambok, proceed. Fantastic. Um, I would like this question to be answered. Um, we had a problem in the last meeting without going over old ground. Some questions weren't answered, but there was a sort of sidebar in the chat group. So, we check make sure that. Honorable Krambok, there's an echo on your side. Yeah. Sorry, there's a question. Okay. Okay, you can start on Honorable Crumble. Okay, I've, I've taken my microphone mute. All right. So, I'm going to proceed with the echo and we'll just have to manage. Um, I'd like to know if the department is aware what the have some kind of cost or expectation as to what the department levels will be in the tourism industry in the next eight years, in other words, in the next few years. Can we get some idea of 
what I expect the level of environment to be, living through this particular challenge that we have COVID, and how that is likely to pan out um, quarter by quarter for the next eight quarters. Then, secondly, do we have an idea? Honorable Karambo. Yes. Honorable Karambo. We can't hear you. I know you said we can manage, but we can actually hear you. So, for now, try and get your connection right. And we, we are now proceeding to another member. Try and get your connection right, Honorable Krambok, then we will come back uh, to you. Honorable Kepo. Change the more they stay the same, Chief. Not my connection. It's the system you're using. Okay, let's leave that debate for another day. You can proceed. We can hear you now. All right. So, the second question is this, do we have how many employees? Yo, 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 Honorable Krambok, we, we, we can hardly hear you. you. You are not audible at all. In the meantime, we'll ask the administration in Parliament to try and make your line a bit clearer. Because the minister must be able to hear you so that they can respond as a committee, we must also be able to hear you. So for now, when she does, yeah. for now, stay put. We'll come back to you until the line is a bit clearer. Right. Are you there? It looks like we have lost Honorable Kaiko. Let's go to Honorable Defreitas. Honorable Defreitas? Yes, Honorable Defreitas, you can proceed. Honorable Defreitas, are you there? He left the group, but I can see he joined again, so I think there's clearly a challenge or a problem um, uh, being audible. Yeah, I can I can hear you, Honorable Gumbi. It looks like we can hear Honorable Defreitas. Let's go to the next member, Honorable Gumba. Thank you very much, Chair. Am I audible? Yes. Thank you very much, Chair. Um, and uh, Chair, I would like to first uh, start by appreciating the presentation. Uh, by the minister and the team and uh, really say that we really want to applaud the minister for um, a brief and a very comprehensive presentation and also a very, a very uh, well done uh, to, to the minister and the team. Chair, I would love to, to ask a few questions with regards to the policy a review, which is the grading policy review. My question is, is the review, is the, is the uh, policy which is going to be reviewed going to accommodate the Western and African cultures products? Because in most cases, you find that most of the accommodation is graded according to the Western designs. So I would love to hear if the African cultures a, um, a, a bed and breakfast and also accommodations 
are they going to have the special category in terms of grading so that they can also show the African uh, taste in terms of their accommodation and also get their, their category of, 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 uh, of grading at the, at, at, at the cultural um, category. The second one is about the, the training, which is going to be the um, uh, 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 train, which, 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 is, which is the training about um, tourism in the tour guides, the tour operators and the chefs. I would love to say that um, I have never had any training with regards to the travel agencies, uh, because uh, particularly to those who were previously disadvantaged. Travel agencies are not mostly, I would say, uh, I would count a very low percentage of the previously disadvantaged people who are involved in the travel agencies. So I would really love to hear most of the trainings also accommodating the previously advantaged communities. Um, also, my, my, other, my last question is about the tourism health policy. I would love to see us having the policy in tourism that is also in, uh, strengthened in terms of the health because our borders, we want to ensure that people who are coming to our airports, the, 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 the borders of South Africa, are in a good health state so that we prevent the growth of any pandemic that may enter into in our country. Uh, lastly, is about the promotion of the rail marine, rail uh, tourism, which uh, I think is the product that we want to see it growing, as well as the marine tourism. So we want to see also our marine tourism. We have Indian Ocean and Atlantic Ocean. We have tourism happening there, but we hear nothing about it in the tourism sector. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you very much. Honorable Gumbi. Gumba. Honorable Gumba. Honorable Gumba. I'm sorry. My apologies, Honorable Gumba. Thank you very much. Thank for you, Chair. <laughs> Let's go back to Honorable Crumbok. I hope the connection will be better now. Honorable Crumbok, over to you. All right. Can you hear me, Chair? And is there an echo? Yeah, much better. Much, much better. There we go. You see. Okay. So I didn't do anything on my side at all. I'm using your platform, so I think if there is a problem, it's somewhere in the system that we're using. So maybe the IT guys can just look into that. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to just repeat the, the first question again because you indicated that it might have been difficult for the minister to hear. Mm. What what I'd like to get is is a sense of what the unemployment numbers are within the industry right now. In other words, how many jobs have been lost? So we know how many people tourism employs directly and also indirectly. And presumably by now with the lockdowns and the state of the economy, we have an idea how many people have have at this stage um, been put on furlough or in fact have lost their jobs entirely. So I'd like to get that sense at some stage. And then in the next eight quarters, in other words, the next two years, has the department or her ministry done some kind of forward planning and has some kind of scenario which spells out how those unemployment figures or the people that have lost their jobs 
how that situation might be improving. So, for example, we might say that there are half a million people who currently are unemployed who were employed in the tourism industry at the moment, but we expect every quarter 100,000 or 50,000 or 70,000, whatever the case may be, of those people to get their jobs back. So we can see the employment numbers starting to recover again or not, as the case may be. I just don't have any idea what the expectations are of whether there will be a recovery, to what extent, and over what time period that recovery, if there is one, would take place. So if there has been some thinking and some forward scenario planning on that, um, I'd like to be appraised of that. And then my second question, which I didn't get to, um, I did ask this last time, and I, I haven't had an answer in the last committee meeting. I'd like to know, how many employees um, directly employed in the tourism industry um, are affected by the the triple B W rules, which prohibit funding and assistance to their employers if those employers do not meet the um, the BEE requirements? Can we get some idea of who's included and would be able to benefit through the employer getting support who do meet the requirements as laid out? and those um, who perhaps um, would not. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Krambok. Let's take uh, Honorable Kerko, if you are there. Chair, before you carry on, would you also recognize the NCOP members? Thank you. Yes, I'm coming. Don't worry. I'm coming to them. Honorable Kerko. Okay, we leave Honorable Kweko. Let's go to Honorable Kalipa. Okay, Honorable Kalipa doesn't seem to be there. We will now take the NCOP Members, we welcome you, NCOP members. We were told that you will join us during the course of the meeting. We don't know who is now part of this particular meeting. So what we will do is to give you an opportunity. Yes, who's speaking? Chairperson. Yes, don't worry. I'll come back to the NA members who are still going to speak. Okay. We'll come back to you. Don't worry. Yes. So, NCOP members, over to you now. We don't know who is there and, and, and so on because you joined us during the course of the meeting. So, if you can just uh, member by member make your inputs. Chair, it's Honorable Bosov, if I may speak. Okay, proceed. Thank you very much. Um, good afternoon to you, Minister. Sorry for joining in late, but as you know, we had another meeting. Tourism is a huge generator of funding and has added roughly 18.1 billion um, to the fiscus in 2018 and supported around about 113,000 jobs. Um, Minister, what I would like to know is, have dates been assigned to the different levels of the risk-adjusted approach to the, uh, to the current lockdown in respect of domestic, regional, and international travel? 
According to the information that we have, is that domestic travel will only be able to be undertaken in November, and borders will only reopen round about January, February next year, which means that no regional or international travel will take place for approximately nine months. In view of this, will you please confirm whether this information is correct? And if so, we urge you as the custodian of tourism to engage the president and the NCC to allow this industry to open under level three, subject to strict health um, conditions. Minister, my second question is, um, is your department able to indicate to this house whether the department has engaged with the Minister of Cocta to see if any of the 257 municipalities are in position to assist the smaller tourism businesses with possible reductions in rates and tax, taxes? If not, could you commit to enter into discussions with the Minister of Cocta and provide this committee with the outcome or the decisions? And then... Um, I'd also like to know from you what percentage of potential visitors to South Africa are discouraged to visit due to safety and security perceptions? Would it not be advisable to establish a task team for safety and security, something like we had um, with the water task team in Cape Town during the drought criteria? Then I'd also like to know how many tourists, tourist visits or tourists, relate to one job in tourism? And then um, has your department had any discussions with provinces to look into collaboration between provinces and respective tourism bodies uniting and presenting the best the country has to offer instead of seeing each province operating in his or her own, own silo? And my last question, Chair, is with regard to the Township Tourism Plan, what is in place to sell it to the domestic tourists in light of the present COVID-19 pandemic and not wait to only sell it to the international tourists? Thank you, Chair. Okay, thank you very much. Honorable Bosov, any other member of the NCOP? Next. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Chairperson. I have been part of the meeting since since it started. <laughs> oh, Honorable Muima. Yes, yes, with Lastulo. <laughs> oh, that was not brought to my attention. I'm very sorry, my apologies. Just a few uh, questions. Uh, the first one relates to to. Uh, the uh, strategy of the department uh, to adjust uh, the, uh, the 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 plan, its plans in terms of uh, meeting uh, the 21 million uh, international tourism that was set by 2030. Uh, I'm much more interested in terms of. Uh, what what adjustment will be made by the department in terms of the, uh, ensuring that we, we are able to meet our target? The the second point relates to the uh, the uh, envisaged plans by the department in terms of its uh, uh, approach to 
grow both domestic and cultural tourism, given the fact that obviously with the pandemic, the shift uh, must move away from from, 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 uh, the international arena uh, until uh, this pandemic is arrested. What are the plans that uh, the department has put in place to boost the, the both the domestic and cultural tourism as one way of boosting our domestic, uh, I mean, uh, the, the the local economy? The the third one relates to the digital strategy by the department. What is it that it will do to ensure that it encourages the small and medium term enterprise uh, to be able to again create an enabling environment for uh, the tourism market to flourish. Uh, I didn't hear the minister correctly when uh, when she gave the the opening remarks, particularly with regard to the the opening up of the domestic tourism. What, what, I, want, what I want to check uh, from the minister is... Uh, it's, it's, because it is important that uh, uh, we generate positivism around the, the local tourism, around the, 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 the emerging DNBs within our area. What I want to check with from the minister is there a possibility that as we uh, uh, move to level three, there will be a direct message that is sent to our local BMDs and, uh, and, 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 and and hotel industry that there is an engagement to persuade the NCC at least to open up those industries at least at the level of one-third. I think what, 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 what is creating confusion is the, is the, is the perception that... Uh, uh, domestic tourism will only open up at level two or one, but I believe by that time it will be too late. So I just want to get a sense from the ministers to whether is there such an engagement with the NCC and the cabinet to open up tourism at least by one step so that the BNBs, the hotels, can begin to start functioning again. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Honourable uh, Muimang. Any other honorable member on the NCOP side? Okay, it doesn't look like we've got other members on the NCOP side. Let's go back to the NA. Honorable Moteka. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, I've got some few issues that I have to address to the minister and, and her team. Chairperson, if we can remind ourselves well, as members of the Portfolio Committee of Tourism, we have our oversight strategy since 2019 till now. So the whole year we were preaching and planning the business to villages, townships, and, and, and the small towns. 
So when we look at the APPE, APP from the from the minister or from the department, it doesn't talk clearly what exactly is going to happen. Chairperson, I can I I, 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 I can ask now. We know the, the the tourism industry have removed some programs, more especially from international arena, as the previous speaker have said. We have removed some programs there. How much have we reclaimed from those programs which were planned for international uh, trips that are, are not are not uh, practical during this during this uh, COVID-19? How much have we reclaimed, and then why did we redirect them? Because we, we, we expect, as a committee, we expect to see the, 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 the villages, the townships, and the small towns being prioritized. As is what we have told the, the department, that this is what the committee is looking at, and please address them. And we have an agreement as a committee that if the APP doesn't address our oversight focus, we are not going to accept that ABP. It should go back until the, 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 the transformation interest of the committee is, is, is included in, 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 the, in that APP. Chairperson, uh, let, let, let me ask the, the domestic tourism, the domestic tourism. I think it's where our, 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 our concern must be addressed. I want, I want to know how does the domestic tourism cover or prioritize the villages, the townships, and, and, and the small towns? And specifically, in this plan, and where, where is, is, the, is, 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 is the money going? Because Chairperson, why we need specific areas is that is that our our our, our site should be very simple. We, we we learn this from the history. We know for the fact that in the previous uh, uh, year plan, we have lost 24 million in Babatu, where where it, the, the department was planning to do a, a, a reported to have done something which is the destination, tourism destination, and it was never done. That 24 million disappeared. We had a roofless, roofless building in Mahige, which was reported to be completed and finished. It was never done. So we need specific which village are we going to develop and, or promote tourism and then, and then so that we will be able to, to, to do our, our site very simple. Uh, Jefferson, the grading policy. I think the grading policy should be free but compulsory so that we don't reduce quality, we don't compromise quality, but should be free. Because when you address transformation, you must be biased to the poor. So those poor people who are not affording the grading payments should be covered in this, in, in this thing. In this thing. Otherwise, the, the, the tourists will always go to the higher graded uh, areas because the poor ones do, do not afford uh, those things. So, in other words, uh, we, we, 
I think the minister uh, can do that. She she just did it now with 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 with, with, with the triple uh, B uh, 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 biasness of two hundred million, and then he defeated those racist groups. So even even here it should happen. Transformation is not only about color. It should go to the rural areas where nothing ever happened, to the townships where nothing ever happens. So my question, my main question to the minister is exactly where in the in the APP the the the, uh, the oversight uh, focus of the of, of the committee is budgeted for and is is, is addressed. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Moteka. Honorable Defreitas, are you there? Honorable Defreitas, I'm now going back to you for the third time. It looks like uh, you've got some connection problems. So our last speaker will be Honorable Makubela. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, Chairperson, uh, uh, allow me to appreciate and welcome the review of the 1996 White Paper on uh, uh, the development of tourism in South Africa and indicate that to the department that it, this uh, White Paper reviewal, review is long overdue and we appreciate the fact that it is now resuscitated and it's now back to the agenda, put on the agenda. Well, uh, Chairperson, I want to plea with the department that can we be given time frames on how long they would be working on this review of the white paper so that we can be able to hold them accountable and they can be able to come to the committee and report on progress uh, and we will be able to input and be able to uh, enrich this uh, uh, white paper. Uh, Chairperson, also I want to move into the policy space of the time frames around the introduction of the Tourism Amendment Bill. I did not hear anything uh, the DG spoke about around the, uh, the Amendment Bill. Uh, it must be noted that from the a fifth parliament together now we are in the sixth parliament this amendment this bill has been in the pipeline uh, perhaps it, it will be it will assist the committee to also get time frames on when uh, we can see the reintroduction of this uh, amendment bill to parliament so that this can 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 afford the committee a uh, time and space and also do our work, uh, oversight work and on, 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 on the department in terms of holding them accountable on not meeting uh, their targets. Uh, Chairperson, the other, the third question that I have is around the projects that were removed or that were stopped as a result of COVID. Can those be quantified for us to say these are the number of projects, this is uh, the amount that was supposed to be spent on those projects, they are now stopped or they are now put in abeyance and they will be resuscitated after the, the, the COVID pandemic. So that we can be able to measure 
and see uh, whether the, 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 the planning that they are saying they are going to be uh, 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 conducting in this, play, in this time of COVID can be able, can be, can, we can be able to, to oversight that work. And the last one, Chairperson, it, it's the issue of, I, I saw the DG mentioning it, the issue of uh, e-visas, uh, which talks to the ease of travel. Uh, perhaps, Chairperson, before the, the pandemic, there was a pilot that was conducted by the Department of Home Affairs on the introduction uh, of e-visas in, in the destination of New Zealand. Perhaps maybe if we can, through the department, get the progress of the work that had been done so that we can be able to see whether we are moving towards a direction where we see that traveling to South Africa after the pandemic, uh, travelers will be able to, to come to South Africa and there will be ease of travel to South Africa. And the, third, and the last one, Chairperson, it's a comment. I must, uh, Chairperson, commend uh, to Parliament and their IT systems. Really, this Microsoft system killing us as a committee. We are constantly being cut off, and it's not due to the network coverage in our area. It's the system itself, because on other platforms like the Zoom, we are able to connect without hindrances. A pointing example, Chairperson, is that. During the, 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 the portfolio committee, the host was, was holding a meeting, was, was, was receiving a telephone call. And due, due to receiving that telephone call, there was cut in transmission. That in itself, uh, Chairperson Amas indicates that it is really unprofessional. It really does not look into the work, taking the work that we do professionally, especially to the administration of parliament. Uh, we must indicate an, uh, an, an appeal to Parliament to ensure that we are moved or migrated to another program that has connectivity or that does not have all these glitches and these uh, challenges in, in connection. Perhaps, Chairperson, it will be a, a, for you to write to the House Chairperson on, on committees to plead plead with them to actually bring or introduce another systems, another system that we'll be able to, to, to connect with. We used Zoom yesterday in Parliament in the National Assembly do, doing a dry run. What stops us from uh, bringing that system to our portfolio committees? Because really this system is failing us. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Honorable Makubela. Relating to your last comment, we, we will definitely make sure that we raise that matter with the Parliament administration so that we can attend to members experiencing glitches, not, not as a result of connectivity, but as a result of administrators on the side of Parliament. And as you say, use one seamless, simple platform which members are familiar with and which will be uninterrupted. So thank you very much for that. Honorable Minister, from my side, it's just two things. The, the first one is on projects 
capital projects that were inherited from the administration. Even if it's not today, but if we can just indicate which of those projects will be proceeded with, which ones will be abandoned, and what will be the reasons for abandoning them, and what will be the estimated uh, opportunity cost for not proceeding with those particular projects from the FIFA administration. That's the first one. The second one relates to what Honorable Makubela has raised. It will be important <coughs> for us just to try and make sure that uh, the bill is introduced in Parliament, the Tourism Amendment Bill, so that uh, it can help us improve on the work that we do oversight and also on your side to do your work as part of the executive. We are now going to give over to you, Minister. You've got until five minutes to three to respond to the issues that have been raised. It's now three minutes to two. So you've got time to deal with the issues that have been raised, Minister. Over to you. Thank you very much, Chair. Let me allow the DDGs to start. Um, I'll call them. Um, DDG Duma to deal with the issue of sexual harassment policy. Minister, uh, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Chair, uh, Honourable Members. On the issue of the sexual harassment policy, we have been implementing uh, DPSA's policy and procedures on the management of sexual harassment in the public service. What we're doing now is we're just revising that policy and customising it to our own environment. Uh, we want to set out uh, policies and procedures um, and guidelines to help us prevent and manage sexual harassment within the, the department. Also want to be able to promote behavior uh, within the department uh, that upholds our zero tolerance uh, sexual harassment environment. So we're going to be doing conducting uh, consultation broadly within the organization and with organized labor. And that, that process should take us uh, between uh, two quarters. We'll finalize it and then start implementing this new policy. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll ask DDG Anemi to deal with, um, DDG Malan to deal with the issues around um, policy and statistics. Sorry, uh, can you hear me? Sorry, good morning, Chair. Uh, good afternoon, Chair, Honourable Members. Um, yes, in terms of, of the statistics, um, uh, Honourable Krumbuk asked about the unemployment and the plans, the plans moving, moving forward. 
just to indicate that um, the first survey that, that we ran um, in April um, with information of March this year, when it comes to, 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 to employment, indicated that um, at that point, employ, employers chose to phase reduced wages into, into their response rather than to um, make their employees redundant. So at that point, um, the, the emphasis was more on the um, reduced wages than on, on um, losing their jobs. We are going into field again now. Um, in the in the next week, and we will see whether that have whether there are any changes on 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 that response um, in 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 the in the month of April. Secondly, just to indicate that um, we are at the moment, and perhaps DJ Minister will speak to it uh, broader, but we are in the in the. Um, final phases of developing a tourism recovery strategy and as part of the strategy uh, we are developing a predictive model that will be able to handle different um, policy scenarios or different um, inputs in, in, in order to inform our policy responses at the end. For example, if borders are opened or borders are closed and so forth, what the impact will be on key variables such as employment and, and GDP contribution. Um, there was a question, I think it was Honorable Bosov, around the number of, of employment and uh, or employment uh, related to, 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 to um to, uh, or jobs related to tourists. What we do know from the tourism satellite account is that one in 22 employee, employees or employed individuals in the, in, the, in the economy is employed in the tourism sector. So from one in 22 um, employed individuals are employed in the um, tourism sector and that was, or that is according to the TSA in 2018. Um, in terms of the, the policy questions, um, yeah, they, I think it mostly um, was around two issues. The one is around the grading, and there were some issues or, or some comments and questions around grading. What we intend to do is to do a comprehensive review of our quality assurance policy. So the grading is just one aspect thereof, and I think a number of issues that has been lifted by by honourable members will form part of, of that work to make sure that when we come with a um, recommendation after the, the, the um, review, it will take into consideration all the aspects that were also raised by honourable members. In terms of the review of the white paper, I think Honourable um, uh, Makubela was asking about timeframes. Uh, we, we intend to have a draft review ready by the end of the financial year um, and finalise it in the next year. Um, if all goes well, that is, that's our plan. Um, um, uh, there were also questions around the, the, the e-visas um, uh, and, and what the plans or what the ideal uh, uh, scenario, I think, um, 
uh, was also a question from Honorable Gumbe, the uh, ideal uh, 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 scenario for, for the visa regime. Um, for us, we are um, for a year or two or three now working very closely with the Department of Home Affairs in introducing the e-visa system. And yes, it was piloted. It wasn't piloted in 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 in, uh, in New Zealand as originally planned because the visa requirements was changed for New Zealand. It was subsequently piloted. I think it was in Kenya, if I'm remembering well, and in India, and. Um, they managed to do it very successfully, and um, where there are glitches, they they um, uh, told me that they managed to sort those out. And we are also seeing that in each country there's this specific or sometimes um, uh, gaps and requirements that are specific to that country that they need to attend to. As part of this, all the whole e-visa system or the review or the introducing of, of the system is also the introducing of the e-gate system at, at um, a key airport with Awartambu being the first airport where they will introduce together with AXA e-gates. And I think the plan was that for the for the first phase, it will be applied or it will be piloted for South African citizens to move through the e-gates. That will also um, um, give more uh, uh, resources to to, to um, the, the international arrival. So that's where we are in terms of, of the e-visa system. Um, I'm just trying to see if there was... I think... Is, is, is there something that, else... Yeah, no, it's all that I can pick up. Thanks, Minister. Okay. Thanks a lot, Didichi. Malan. Um, Didichi, um, on the issues of destination development, quite a number of issues, if you can come through. Uh, thank you, Honourable Chair and Honourable Minister. Um, the, there were a few issues that were raised around the district development model and how we are interfacing with it as a department. Um, I want to say that we are very engaged with the, the Department of Cooperative Governance around the district development model and in particular around the pilot sites of um, OR Tambo, Etogrini and Waterberg. Um, the work that we are doing on marine or coastal tourism will find very clear expression in the master plans being developed for OR Tambo as well as for Eteguini. Um, and there's a clear integration of how we actually then also link the coastal experience with a little bit more of the inland experiences, uh, which include township tourism uh, within the space. I think there were some questions around the domestic tourism product um, and how we are also going to make township tourism more accessible um, to the locals. Um, the trend, of course, in the world is that international visitors go where locals go. So in the first instance, all of our tourism spaces must be friendly to locals. They must be the neighborhoods that our locals frequent. There is work, although not in the APP, that is being done around work on township uh, precinct development um, in, in various townships. And that work will continue as part of the, 
the business plan um, areas of work. I think rail tourism is also something that we are exploring. Uh, one of the challenges with rail being that the infrastructure is fairly expensive to upgrade. But in addition to that, there are multiple stakeholders. So we're beginning the work on rail tourism because we do believe that rail tourism can make domestic tourism in particular very accessible um, to, to uh, local authorities. Um, we are, of course, venturing into the area, as the DG said, of cultural heritage tourism. We have been working on the Liberation Heritage Route work together with the Department of Arts and Culture for some time now. And we have supported various Liberation Heritage projects across the country. That work, of course, is now being extended to the work that we are doing with, uh, with museums. Um, I think in terms of the capital projects, um, at this point in time, they're a little bit on a back burner, but I think that we will take guidance from the minister and the DG in terms of how these get presented uh, to the committee um, at a, a later stage. I think I have covered all the areas, uh, Minister, unless there's something specifically I have um, left out. No, thanks, DG. Um, I'll ask Didichi Moroa to deal with uh, issues that relate to tourism sector support. Thank you, Minister. Good afternoon, Chair. Good afternoon, honorable members. I'm going to start first with uh, the question raised by Honorable Gomba on the issue of why training on travel agents uh, is not done. It was part of the initial training, I mean, the initial APP. On revision, what we have done, we have taken it into the business plan. Doesn't mean we are not going to deal with it now. But what I would like to indicate is that it's mainly on the recognition of prior learning. That would be the travel agents as well as the chefs. And this is an area that will really need, can I indicate, maybe face-to-face kind of an interaction. And in terms of what is happening now, we found it it may not be feasible to really put it in the APP, but we are going to implement it within the, 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 the business plan. The other area that was raised by Honorable Mieni was on the tourism in local government, not visible in terms of... Um, interaction with LED officials. This is a project that we have started some time back, both in terms of capacity building of um, within the local government space, taking in both the traditional leaders, officials within the municipalities, as well as a private sector within that area, in order to try to bring them together. And it has been really working well. But on the peer learning network uh, sessions that we have, it's more of bringing the officials in terms of understanding um, what is happening within the space of tourism. But the main objective being to promote an integrated approach to tourism development at identified uh, rural nodes, if I may put it that way. And at the same time, giving information or access to information in relation to what the department is doing. And it also serves as a platform for the department to communicate its priorities. But what we need to take note is that 
for any tourism to really thrive within a local government space is when the basic uh, services are being done. As much as we will be focusing on tourism, but it will rely on the provision of water, the provision of uh, roads, the provision of uh, um, energy to the respective uh, tourism uh, entities. The other question that was put forth by Honorable Krumbok basically on the how many directly affected entities in terms of the application of the triple BEE. What I'll indicate for now is that we are, clo- the, the, we are closing on the 31st of May. We will be able to assess that cost. Uh, 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 the, the TRF funding has been uh, uh, exhausted, if I may put it that way. Trying to look at the other area. On the... There was a lot of domestic uh, tourism. How do we really capitalize on it going forward? What I will indicate is that we do have a tourism, domestic tourism scheme that we've come up with, which will serve as a vehicle to be used to drive tourism through uh, um, tour operators. And But the success of the scheme will lie in terms of having those partnerships between the tourism value chain stakeholders and there is a need as well for the private sector to come on board in terms of demonstrating or showing the willingness to offer discounted rates to the tour operators. Thank you, Minister. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. I'm going to allow the DG and then, because when we started, the, um, uh, when we started Chair, the DM was battling with connections, so I see he's managed to connect. Um, after the DG, I'll allow the DM to come in and then I'll close. Thank you, Minister. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. They, I, I think the TDGs have, by and large, covered uh, most of the, the technical aspects of the things that uh, were, were, were asked. The on-grading um, affordability is not quite an issue in the sense that we do have um, a specific incentive that is uh, directed at, at, at uh, reducing the cost of grading. It goes to almost 90% of the costs. But there are other matters with regards to grading that the review would assist us in terms of how we better the system and how do we ensure that uh, it integrates the diversity of the product across the, the product line in the country. Um, the other issue... Um, which, which the, the issue about safety, um, I, I think Honorable Boshov did raise an issue about uh, are there lessons that we got from the manner in which we managed the, the water crisis situation. Um, the lessons that we got from that was that uh, the approach we took as a country was not quite the same as others would have done. Uh, so there, there are many other countries that would have gone through a drought and so on. But they d- did not necessarily send a message that says we will not have water. Uh, that message led to some sort of uh, panic, if I could put it that way, to say, do I then uh, take a trip to South Africa under these circumstances? Uh, so, so 
the the part that we should be looking at more closely is how to ensure that the sites are and are also perceived to be safe. Um, and for that, what we have done uh, is a partnership with uh, the South African Police Services um, and 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 uh, through the program that 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 we put in place, uh, which was launched by the minister last year, uh, of uh, tourism tourism safety monitors. And we we believe that that combined with working closely with trade to demonstrate the positive aspect of uh, that particular program would would bring in the the necessary confidence uh, that that we require going forward. The issue of uh, I think there was a, a matter raised uh, to say what strategy I think it was one of the what strategy do we have to still go on and say we are going to pursue this uh, this uh, uh, 21 million tourists by 2030. Uh, our strategy is based on a couple of things. Competitiveness, uh, and, and this is in comparison with other countries. Um, this is an area that Minister wants us to focus a lot uh, on. Uh, the issue of product uh, development and diversification, which is linked to experience, is part of it. The repositioning of the brand is also part of it. So these are some of the legs that we are going to be using in terms of uh, being able to 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 get to the to the uh, to the to that particular strategy. The the question raised, I think it was Honourable Gumba, um, with regards to uh, health um, and how are we going to ensure that uh, as as we open up, uh, we, we can give some level of. Uh, Assurity that we are going to be, uh, we are safe and so on. We 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 are led in this area by the Department of Health, and of course they will be working with uh, the World Health Organization. Um, honourable members would know when a country is required to have either a yellow fever certificate if they are crossing a particular border and so on. Those are matters uh, decided upon at a multilateral level, and those are things that, in our case, uh, the Department of Health would lead with respect to that. Um, we will then have to work with our sector to ensure that that which will be deemed to be the new normal, uh, we are also ready for it, and we are also able to adapt uh, to, 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 to that. Um, the last one uh, that, that, that I, I wanted to highlight was the, this issue around the, 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 the e-visas and, uh, well, the, not before that maybe, the, the issue of, uh, the issue of uh, uh, the champions in, uh, in, uh, in the economy. And uh, what is it that is being done for for them to to not go under and so on? Um, all the efforts, um, all the efforts that that uh, are being put forth, uh, Minister reported uh, at the very beginning in terms of the extent of uh, reopening that that would come through with level three. Um, these efforts are intended 
to as much as it possibly can be to save all the businesses in this sector. So if, if we look at the different types of uh, initiatives that government uh, has put in place, uh, there is a credit guarantee line, which a bulk of the businesses uh, that may fall into that category of championship may not necessarily uh, be able to get, but they would be able to, because that, that ends at 300, 300, 300 million uh, in terms of revenue, but they will be able to access uh, what has been brought through uh, with the banks with regards to making sure that uh, they are able to uh, renegotiate their instruments and so on. Um, they are able to, in fact, almost all of them are able to access uh, UIF and that support uh, has been provided uh, through an initiative that was led by Minister Nisabisi to make sure that there is accessibility of uh, uh, of, 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 of UIF and, and with greater ease. Of course, at the end of the day, uh, for us, Honorable Chairperson, every job counts. Um, it could be someone who employs two or three people. It could be someone who employs 10. It could be someone who employs 50, but every job counts. So uh, in the process, we need to ensure that all of these different players are supported enough to be able to get back into business. Um, of course, we are guided through all these processes. will be guided by uh, what gets to be decided upon based on the epidemiological data. Uh, if uh, I think if, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in the in the last address of the president, uh, there was an indication that it is not inconceivable that a site could today be at level three or level two, and depending on what is happening at that particular site, could end up going back to level four or even level five. So we are mindful of that, and it will require that we make sure that the sector has put all the necessary things in place so that we are actually deemed very responsible and are ready to actually go into business. I will hand over back to the minister. Thank you. No, let's allow the DM to come through before. Chair, can you hear me? Chair? Hello. DM, Chair. can you come through? Chair, can you hear me? Chair? Chair? Uh, Honorable Supra? I don't know what is happening. Honorable Supra, yeah, can what's the problem? Yeah, yes, who's speaking? I, I can hear you. Oh, okay, sorry. No, the IT are testing my mic. Sorry, it's defratus here. Sorry, I know I'm, I'm too late now. It's Honorable defratus. <laughs> yes, but I understand it is too late in the meeting. I just wanted to, to test the mic. It's working at last. Thanks very much. Oh, thank you very much, Honorable Defraitas. We are happy to have you back. Okay, Deputy thank Minister. Thank you. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, don't worry. Don't worry. Can you proceed, uh, Honorable uh, Deputy Minister Masalela? No, no. Thank, thank you very much. Can you hear me? Yeah. No, thanks very much. Uh, as the minister is indicated, unfortunately, I was an. Honorable Masalela. Hello. Yeah, you are, you are yes. upside down. I'm upside down. 
Yeah. Okay now. Yeah. Yeah, you are okay now. You can proceed. You... Okay. No, thank yeah. you very much. As the minister has indicated, uh, I struggled to come in. And after I came in, uh, when I was about to use, that was the other system didn't work until I had to use my phone. And in the process, while I was following the discussion, somebody called, and then I tried to drop that somebody, it then cut me out of line in terms of the audio. And I had to switch it off again and start afresh, and most of the time, so I couldn't follow the conversation and the discussion. So what I'm trying to say is, therefore, it might not be ideal for me to make any comment or I might be repeating some of the issues, some of the questions I didn't hear them at all. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jim. Um, indeed, you did indicate and hope. I think uh, Honorable Marcella spoke for many of us uh, in terms of the speaking. Just to finally respond to things that I think um, the team has not been able to uh, respond to, starting with what the chairperson has raised. We'll definitely make a submission, Chair. I think we'll do it in writing so that it's easier in terms of the project. You know that we've had problems with the EPWP uh, capital projects. A lot of work has been done. Professionals were brought in. We had sessions that we looked at um, those projects gone on site verified, for example, some of the issues that Honorable Mudeka speaks about. Um, we've been able to verify and quantify. There was another one that we were told that uh, the value for money on the ground was less than what we saw, what we have paid. We've gone there. It was audited. It was found that actually we have value for money. But they do. we do have projects where we have difficulties uh, that some of them have been abandoned for a long time. But in terms of viability from financial point of view, we've been advised that we would not be able to be financially viable because of the nature and the money that we need to still put in place in those projects. So we will definitely, Chair, as you raised, uh, be able to submit. Honorable Makubela Mashele raised the issue of how far we are as the, on the work of EVs. I think the colleagues have answered all other issues. Before the lockdown, uh, Home Affairs has started piloting. They did the pilot in Kenya. They did the pilot in um, India at the week that I was in India. Within the following week, they were doing it in January. They had planned China the following month, which was going to be in February. Unfortunately, they were not able to. President has asked us um, to ensure and has asked the Home Affairs to ensure that this work continues even during this lockdown period so that when we resume activities, the work around the e-visa system is up and running and people can apply online and get their visas online. So from cabinet point of view, that's the stance. And that's why we still have this because we do believe that it will be a, an enabler for us to be still able to get a lot of um, uh, tourists coming through. Um, the other issues have been responded to. Um, let me come to Honorable Mudeka. Honorable Mudeka, we did list um, the projects. I think uh, if you look at the APP, you'd find that our work, uh, for example, what we're talking about liberation routes or projects of cultural activities, they are in villages, they are in rural areas. 
um, you look at uh, the DDM model as well, takes us into the rural areas we are assessing across the country. So our focus in terms of ensuring inclusivity, ensuring development, but we still have to make sure that those projects and those attractions that currently exist wherever they are, they're maintained because we want tourists when they come to find these attractions still existing. So we've not abandoned our project or our commitment to the portfolio committee to ensure that we do cover villages, we do cover small dorpies. We have committed to that, and we are actually, if you look at our program, do show it. Members spoke about a lot of issues around grading. Yes, the policy is coming, but I need to indicate that as we stand now, in terms of support to those who are previously disadvantaged, uh, if you are able to say, I am not able, I'm a small business guy, this is the challenge I have, you are able to get... Um, what we call um, a grant, so you don't have to pay or you pay lesser in terms of grading. So that ensures that previously disadvantaged communities are able to get support in terms of grading in the finances, but we do take note of the comments that have been made uh, that members have made. We do commit colleagues that the issue of transformation, as we have committed previously, will continue to work with it and will continue to find dynamically in our work to ensure transformation in the sector because we've got sector codes that we've committed. The sector has committed to those codes. The sector is committed to a number of activities, but ourselves have committed to a lot of work that we needed to do. And we've constantly appeared before Parliament to say, this is what we'll do on transformation. And I want to assure members that we will not abandon that responsibility that we've committed. Honorable Mimang, in terms of tourism, uh, and honorable boss of they spoke about the issue of tourism and uh, domestic tourism coming through if you look at level three as i indicated we're starting to see activities of domestic tourism remember when we talk about tourism we talk about leisure and business they form part of tourism so we got we have now one part of it which is business activities that are happening people who are in business um, can book at BNB, can book at a hotel, can book at guest lodges. That's the start of domestic tourism. What we are currently working on uh, is to work on a submission together with the sector, de-risking the sector to be able to submit to NCCC for the leisure part of it. So not everything in tourism at level three is not coming. I did mention when I started the areas around car rentals, around domestic flights, around accommodation, around restaurants, all those that are coming into line. But if members missed it as well, we'll share it, even we'll share the statement when we issue communicate the guidelines on Thursday. Um, but we do have level of domestic um, tourism coming to life at, from the 1st of um, June, Honorable Chairperson. Um, the issue of encouraging, we continue to really encourage the work and support of small enterprises. There is conversations that we are having with TVCSA, especially around quarantine, to be able to say, are we able to support the small guys to participate in the quarantine because some of them are not able to participate because there is a need for a lot of investment in ensuring that the protocols are adhered to. So once we have that, we'll communicate. Definitely, when we look at our strategy in terms of doing 1 million tourist um, arrival, international arrivals, honorable Mima, 
you'd know that definitely for this year we've lost in terms of the numbers. We'll actually once as part of our recovery strategy, that will be incorporated for us to be able to see what is still feasible and will account to Parliament transparently to say this is what is possible, this is what is not possible. And if we need to change the figures, we'll definitely change them uh, and but we'll be transparent about it and communicate. Um, Honorable Bosov, there isn't a dates that are aligned to the risk levels. Um, as you know, the risk level one is level three is announced to start on the 1st of June. We are guided, as DG as well said earlier on, by the health um, team and also, but our intention is to see that we have a lot of activities that are coming back. If you noted initially on the document that was issued previously, you would have seen a lot of tourism activities coming to life at level one and level two. But we've worked very hard with the sector to literally put together protocols in terms of documents. And now we are seeing those activities coming live to level three. So we'll continue to do that so that we can be able to see a lot of activities in tourism coming to life. Uh, we can't and neither NCCC has dates to say this is when um, the dates of what can happen. I have seen that document we've corrected because it was based on somebody who did an assessment uh, after Prof Karim had spoken in public. And as we know currently that the environment is fluid, it changes every time. And that's why in our approach and response, we have to be agile. So there isn't uh, anything that says this is when the activities will happen. We'll continue to work hard in this. Yes, the discussion around municipalities providing support for tourism or even small businesses specifically in terms of uh, uh, rates and taxes breaks have been discussed with um, at PCC. The challenge currently is that even municipalities are saying if we are to give fully uh, to businesses and everybody else a tax break or a, a break in rates and taxes, it means we will not have an income it means we will not be able to provide the much-needed service as well. So there was an issue, but there was an encouragement for those municipalities who are able to provide that support, to provide support to small businesses. That's why I think there are two municipalities last time I checked. It was Etiwini and City of Cape Town that provided that support. Other municipalities indicated the difficulties in terms of their own financial status and their own viability, but also the ability to be able to provide services such as water, electricity, and refuse removal if they are not able to generate an income. So that's where we are on that matter, honorable member. Uh, the issue around safety and security, we do have, uh, honorable members, you know that we did report that there's work that we are doing. We even launched our safety campaign uh, project last year with Minister Tele. So there is a team that is working already before even lockdown. Uh, by last year already it was launched uh, where you have business participating, our department participating, and the police participating. So in terms of safety and security of our tourism, there is work that has been done extensively. Uh, we can share the documents. There is a strategy that is in place. It's currently at implementation phase. That's why we have tourism monitors, tourism safety monitors already deployed across the country uh, in terms of the work. Honorable Krumbok, um, on the issues, I think uh, the issue of scenario and future planning is around the work that we are doing on tourism recovery strategy. 
What we are looking at is to say, what will be the recovery of the certain areas? One of the issues, as Digi said, looking at domestic, regional, and international. And the work is not yet done. Once we are done with the strategy, uh, we'll be able to share it with the uh, colleagues, uh, honorable members. But we are currently having a draft that we had to get all the sector subsectors, the CEO had webinars, CEO of SAT had webinars that we were receiving inputs from sectors. So we we'll definitely come to Parliament before the strategy is finalised so that we can have input from honourable members and then we can have a tourism recovery strategy for the country that we can work with. But that will be linked to the continent recovery strategy as well, will be linked to global recovery strategy. So we continue to do that. I think the issue uh, would definitely come back and report, Chair, in terms of the BEE. I think we do need, as I said previously, a conversation as portfolio committee around the importance of triple BEE and what does it mean for our sector and why we think we can share the statistics that we have uh, in terms of transformation in the sector over time, what has been the transformation, where we are, what have been the targets, we can have that conversation so that it's not one-sided. It's a conversation that all of us must be part of, share the information, share suggestions, and how we can all work together. Because I do believe, colleagues, that if we do not ensure that we have an inclusive economy, if we do not ensure that we have an inclusive tourism sector, it's not sustainable. It will collapse in our faces. The economy will collapse because majority of people will not feel owning this sector, will not feel owning the, the economy. Therefore, it will be easy for people to just take a decision to destroy, either through protest, either through what. So it's important for us to make sure that even if we do whatever we do, at least people must know that we've taken efforts to ensure that everyone has an equal opportunity to participate in our sector. So I would want us to have that broader discussion. And I think that's what Honorable, even Honorable Sitor was talking about in terms of the uh, discussion on a uh, transformation chain. So those are the issues I wanted to respond to. I think I've been able to um, respond within your time frame, Chair. Uh, together with a team. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure that we haven't left anything. And I got Honorable Gumbi, the issue of ensuring that your um, area such as Sun City, ours is to make sure that we open up. The minute we start having to have activities back, I think that's the match, may, better part of sustainability. If we, because I do want to say, we can do the relief fund, but the government's resources are limited. So, the better we have the economic activities coming back, the better for those who are players in the sector, for them to be able to participate and can regain um, uh, their role and, and their participation in the sector. So that's more around what I can say in terms of what you raised relating to establishment that such as Sun City. We continue to have conversations with them. Um, we were having a meeting with the delegation um, with the president, the delegation of the sector with the president, which went very well, actually. They were sharing their experiences. They do appreciate the need for balancing the health together with uh, the issue of economic development. And also that for us in terms of releasing certain elements in terms of where we can do work is to be able to allow Minister of Finance to take and redirect the funds 
to fighting the pandemic, but also providing social relief. While we are able to overcome, uh, we are able to start preparing for a recovery as a sector. So those are the issues, Honorable Chairperson, that I had picked up, that I wanted to close the matters on and respond. Um, the issue in terms of budget, Minister Mboweni will share in detail where the budgets are. As we say, we were practical, we were upfront as the department to say, these are the projects that we have, these are the projects that will not be able to implement due to COVID, and therefore will be able to uh, place before uh, Treasure. The last one, Chairman, let's say the issue of tourism uh, bill. Uh, honorable members, our issue is to say, do we want to amend the bill piecemeal? Or do we want to do a holistic review on all the issues? Because we do know that once we finish with the grading, we are going to have to amend the, the law. Once we finish with the policy, white paper policy review, we are going to have to review the law. So our view is to say, let's finish the white paper policy review. Out of that, then we'll be able to implement and review the policy, the legislation overhaul completely to be responsive to what we are currently dealing with. Thank you very much, Chair. I hand over to you. Thank you very much, Minister. Let me thank you, Minister, and also thank the Deputy Minister. And we are sorry, Deputy Minister, that you struggled a bit. Uh, we all experienced that to come into connectivity. And thank the the DGs and the responsible heads in the department for having responded. Minister, you were asked and your team 35 questions and you have responded to them, those particular questions. And I think at this point, we must just indicate to the honorable members that the complete picture as to how tourism matters are going to be dealt with will be completed as soon as SA Tourism has done its presentation to us, and that is tomorrow. What it means, honorable members, is that tomorrow, after interacting with SA Tourism, having added what the department is dealing with today, and tomorrow the South African Tourism will then have a complete picture, a much fuller and more complete feature, picture, will then culminate into the adjustment budget, which is going to be presented uh, by the Minister of Finance. So I just thought we need to remind ourselves of that. Minister, we asked you to go and do a review of the APP, the strategic plan you have done so. We asked you to go and initiate a process that will culminate into post-coronavirus recovery plan for tourism. You have uh, also done so. We have asked you to go and make sure that you speak to the command council to ensure that there is gradual, accelerated reactivation of tourism and you have done so. You have now indicated how the parks are going to be opening, current gradually, domestic flights, 
and all those things that you indicate. And we asked you to deal with issues of transformation in the APP and the strategic plan. You have done so, and you are indicating to us that the broader and clearer picture will also be in the white paper. And as soon as the white paper is done, you will also, as we have asked you, do the retabling of the tourism bill in Parliament. We ask you, Minister, your team to deal with matters that are relating to tourism in the villages, the townships, and the small dorms, because that is where poverty is more concentrated in the Republic of South Africa. We are very happy that we have listened to Minister and have indicated in the meeting that the district uh, model where the pilots is taking place are going to be taking into account the focus on the villages, the townships, and the small towns. But we have gone further by also going into other areas outside the piloted district to include matters that the community has raised about these villages, and we have mentioned them province by, by province, which include, for instance, uh, heritage uh, routes and liberation routes. So we are happy about that. We asked you, Minister, about the projects that I inherited from the FIFA administration. We gently responded to that and comprehensively by indicating that you are going to be giving us a comprehensive uh, report on those projects. We have also indicated that you have done an assessment and that you will continue to do and complete that particular assignment for quality assurance. So we are happy about that. Remember, Minister, we have always said since we started working together last year that the issue of building a non-sexist society is very important and therefore attend to the issues affecting women. We are very glad that your management is almost close to 90% uh, represented of, uh, by women. We are also glad that you are addressing issues of uh, disability, so we are happy about, uh, about that. We raised the issue pertaining to vacancy ratio in the department, and you have indicated to us how that is being dealt with systematically. We are also happy that uh, when the committee said there must be predictability and certainty at the top, of the department, that matter is now uh, out of the way. The, the head of department sorted out five-year contract. The CEO on the side of SA Tourism sorted out. Uh, he's now back into the picture. We asked you to do, do those things and we have dealt with them. We have asked you to deal with matters of collaboration over time and even to the provinces, local municipalities, through COCTA, uh, we have asked you to indicate how you are working with the private sector. We have uh, directly indicated how that is being dealt with. So we are happy with how we have dealt uh, with these particular issues. So in terms of the PFMA, what it means is that we and you as a department can now proceed to the next stage. The next stage will be a complete picture coming from SA Tourism. As soon as we have done that, Minister, we will do our report as a committee and ensure that by the 1st of June, we have presented our report so that the necessary approval of the budget through 
parliamentary processes can then be done. Lastly, Minister, we are happy that uh, it's clear now that we are saying to the committee, let's ensure that the processes is not piecemeal around arriving at the act in as far as tourism is concerned in the Republic. White paper process, all this other process will then culminate into the bill which we will table into Parliament. And we are happy that you are saying you are aiming at before the end of next year, which is 2021, you, you will have uh, at least completed the white paper process. So we are happy that within the sixth Parliament, we will be able to have finalized the tourism amendment bill so that it can become an act. So, so we are very happy about that, Minister. The honorable members, I just want to, in final conclusion, uh, again apologize. It's not the committee. It's not by design. It's not by desire. It's not by deliberate intention that some members are unable to get onto the platform of engaging in the manner in which we are engaging with the department to hold it accountable. Parliament will continue to make sure that they strengthen efforts to make our linkages seamless so that everybody can be on board. So we'll continue to raise those things with the authorities uh, in Parliament. It's quite disturbing that we will have an engagement and other members will not be on board. So we will continue to raise that matter with Parliament. The last thing is that, let's remind ourselves, South Africa is in a journey to become a united, democratic, non-sexist, non-racial and prosperous society. It's a long journey. It's going to be protracted. Along the way, there's going to be differences. They are inevitable. So how we then manage all these dynamics going forward will demonstrate to all the rest of South Africans that we are indeed representatives in Parliament who are giving serious qualitative attention to the matters that they are raising. All these matters about transformation, triple BEE, is going to happen because all of us as South Africans have embraced triple BEE. How it gets implemented, there will be dynamics. So we'll engage on the implications of these dynamics. From time to time, how uh, we seek to broaden the cake in the tourism industry, there will be issues. So how we deal with them, as I say, will be very important. Now, we want to thank you, Minister, and your team, your collective, for the manner in which cordiality exists and prevails and is being sustained between the portfolio committee and the department. When we ask you to come, you come. When we ask you to go and review, you review. When we ask for extra documentation, you send them to the committee. So we want to thank you for that. Honorable members, as always, I really want to thank you for the positive, productive, engagements that have added value to the work of parliament through this particular new platform. Let's continue to take care of ourselves. The basics are simple. You wash your hands continuously with soap and then you sanitize. Secondly, keep a distance, physical distance, 
of about two meters or so uh, amongst other people. Three, make sure that when you're in the public arena, you're with other people, you put on a mask so that there can be reduction of transmission. Fourthly, let's make sure that we continue to educate our people, make sure that we participate in making them aware that this virus is real. It's now going to be worse because it's winter. There are now two viruses which are going to be active. This will be the flu virus and the coronavirus. We would not know which is which on how we deal with this particular situation. So let's continue to educate our people, strengthen the immune system. At all times, strengthen the 